Austin Matthews becomes this year's first 30-goal scorer, and more right now on the Rippin' Wristers podcast. Alrighty, we're going to get right into this, starting with the Toronto Maple Leafs today. They defeated the Ottawa Senators by a score of 6-5. to five. And in this, Austin Matthews had a hat trick. He just owns the Senators. He played them in his NHL debut. He scored four on them. And today, he gets a hat trick. We'll take a look at all three goals here real quick. As he got 29, 30, and 31 on the year. Lost three straight after maybe their best effort of the year last Saturday in Montreal. And here early on, as I mentioned the matchup game. The Leafs have basically just been rolling all four lines. Here's Barter. Looks for Matthews. Scores. It's 'Austin Matthews that better be on the next hat picks video for Steve Dangle in his hat picks series that he does anyway Austin Matthews I think he's gonna win the Rocket Richard trophy this year has 31 goals already only one to hit 30 so far anyway we'll look at the other scores around the league, as we said, Toronto defeated Ottawa 6-5. We'll take a look here at Dallas and Florida. 4-1 victory for the Stars there. And then here, Boston, Philadelphia. Philadelphia comes away with the 3-2 win. Detroit and Carolina, they couldn't sail, settle it in regulation. They couldn't do it in overtime. They go to a shootout. And Detroit gets the victory 5-4, then the extra point. Chicago travels to Columbus. And the Hawks defeat the Jackets by a score of 4-3. The Jets travel to Montreal. And they blank the Canadiens by a score of 5-0. The Lightning travel to the Music City. And they win it by a score of 3-0. Then St. Louis and Minnesota, they couldn't settle it in regulation. St. Louis getting the extra point as they win 3-2 in overtime. Calgary and Edmonton, Battle of Alberta. Calgary finally ends their losing streak as they blank the Oilers 5-0. Then the final game that happened today, L.A. In San Jose, a battle of California as the Kings win by a score of 4-2. to two. Here, we'll take a look at the standings real quick here before we get into some of the trades that occurred. Toronto has a six-point cushion right behind the Jets. They are one point ahead of the Oilers. Montreal in fourth. Meanwhile, Vegas, they're four points behind the Avalanche. Three ahead of Minnesota. Meanwhile, St. Louis is back in the playoff picture. 
as they're back to winning. They are back to where I expected them to be. Not in the standings in fourth. I expected them to be in third behind Vegas and Colorado. As St. Louis gets their playoff spot back, they're one point ahead of the Coyotes. San Jose, three points behind Arizona and four behind St. Louis. Here, Carolina and Tampa Bay tied at 58 points for that top spot in the division. As Florida is in third with 56, then 45 points for the Predators, and they've got that last playoff spot. Meanwhile, Chicago, they're two points outside looking in. And Dallas, they're five points from a playoff spot. The Stars are starting to turn their season around. Meanwhile, Columbus and Detroit now the bottom two teams. We look at the East Division. Nothing's really changed there as the Washington Capitals and Islanders are both tied for that top spot with Pittsburgh in third with 54 points, two points behind both of them. Boston at 48 points has that last playoff spot in the Mass Mutual East. While Philadelphia is on the outside looking in four points out of that spot. While the Rangers are one point behind the Flyers. And then there's just New Jersey and Buffalo doing New Jersey and Buffalo things at the basement. Here we'll take a quick look at the league standings. Toronto on fire. They're right now, if it ended today, the President's Trophy winners with 59 points on the year. With Colorado and Carolina and Tampa Bay. Three-way tie for second, all at 58 points. Here is, we'll look at some trade news here. As we'll start off with the David Savard trade. He was acquired by the Lightning. It was a three-way trade involving the Blue Jackets. The Red Wings and the Lightning. Here, David Savard traded to the Tampa Bay Lightning on Saturday. The trade involves the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Detroit Red Wings. Columbus received a first-round pick for the 2021 NHL Draft and a third-round pick for the 2022 Draft. Detroit received a fourth-round pick for this current draft. Tampa Bay also received defenseman Brian Lashoff here as we'll look at some other trades. Another trade that occurred today was Devin Dubnik. As he gets traded to the Avalanche. As the Sharks received Greg Patron. As San Jose also receives a fifth round draft pick. And... The goaltender is in his final contract year that he signed with the Wild in 2015. He's a UFA. Looking there. As this is a okay backup now. They've got a real backup goalie now, unlike Jonas Johansson and Hunter Miska. They would be fine. They would. This trade would not have happened if Pavel Francois was... Healthy. Here, Dubnik this year 3 9 and 2 with a 3.18 goals against and 8.98 save percentage. So, really, in, in general, this trade is head scratching because 
none of the backup goalies that Colorado has are good. Except for Francois, but he can't stay healthy. He's got injured during training camp. Here, anyway, in other news, as well as another trade, we got a couple more trades. Brandon Montour was acquired by the Florida Panthers today for a draft pick. As Florida receives, of course, forward Brandon Montour. And the Sabres receive a 2021 third-round pick. The Sabres are starting to blow it up. Montour's gone. They acquire some draft capital. As this trade benefits more of the Panthers than the Sabres. As the Sabres are selling off pieces for picks and draft capital. And another trade we have was Riley Nash as he gets traded to the Maple Leafs. He's currently out four to six weeks uh, with a knee injury as the Blue Jackets receive a conditional pick, a seventh-round conditional pick, and the Maple Leafs, of course, receive Riley Nash now, from what I've heard, the condition is is that if Nash plays, 25% of the Maple Leafs' playoff games, it becomes, I believe, a sixth-round pick. I'm not really sure about what the condition exactly is, but that's what I saw here. Now we're going to look here into some other stuff here. We'll look at some video. Alrighty. We're going to go now and recap some games, give you some more game recaps related, starting with the Florida Panthers and the Dallas Stars. Alrighty. First period begins here. And center ice face off. The game's underway. It's in Dallas. And the Panthers look to get things started as they dump it in here. And the Stars, they get some good puck movement going. They force it in the Panthers' zone. And Nate Robert and Jason Robertson opens up the scoring. And this was all off a great turnover forced by the Stars. And there's really no chance for Bobrovsky as the rookie, Jason Robertson. The Panthers' D gets stripped of the puck. And then it's centered in front, pass across, and then Robertson scores. That was a good shot there. And the Dallas Stars score first. Period continues. The Panthers look to get something going. And it gets turned over into the, in the neutral zone. And then Yoel Elsperance gets his second of the season, making it 2-0. Dowling getting the assist there. And this is... Off of a great turnover, again, forced by the Stars in the neutral zone. The Panthers look to clear it out of their zone. It gets into the neutral zone, but it's turned over, and it leads to an easy odd man rush. Dowling with a nice pass across for Elsperance, making it 2-0. 
That was just a beautiful cross-crease pass, something you would see in NHL 21. A little later, Hinge passed it across, but the shot was blocked. And Klingberg looks to set something up. And Jamie Benn, he makes it 3-0. On the power play, they look to do something. They turn to their captain, Jamie Benn. They were, at this time, when that third goal is scored by the Stars, the shots were 6 to nothing. This is great movement on the power play, what you want from your power play. And Jamie Benn's just right there already trying to screen the goalie. It's passed behind the net, Pavelski, then he centers it to Ben, and boom, it's 3-0. As Pavelski and Hintz, of course, get the assists on this one. He goes upstairs on Bobrovsky. Here, the Panthers look to get on the board. But Kudobin, no, that was Jake Ottinger, looks like. No, Anton Kudobin was in net. He makes a good save to make it, keep it 3-0. Panthers look to get on the board again. A breakaway here, and Kudobin says no. Now we go to the second period. Stars look to get something going here. But the Panthers' defense able to first a turnover, but it's turned over in front, and Bobrovsky gets the pad on it to keep it 3-0 and only keep us down. Here it looks like we're going to go to the th third period, still 3-0 for the Panthers, but they scored. Alexander Barkov gets the Panthers on the board as time expired. And the assist... Goes to Hornquist. It was also a power play goal. Hornquist is in front of the net. He goes behind the net. He puts it on goal. And the rebound comes right out to Barkov. Now we're trying to see here whether or not the time expired before it crossed the line. And there's about... Here comes off the rebound. And there's 1.5 seconds left when that puck goes in. Third period now. Not much to speak of. The Panthers try to get a good break. And Kudobin stands tall on net despite giving up one earlier in the game in that second period towards the end of the second. Here, Stars look to get something going. And Jason Robertson, a good shot there. 4-1. to one. As this rookie has been doing some great things. In Dallas, however, no one's going to catch Kaprizov in the Calder race. But Robertson is a top 10 Calder candidate. As this is also off a turnover. And Robertson starts and finishes this play. He picks up the puck after Pavelski lays a hit. Then he goes bar down on Bobrovsky. Going from his end of the ice to the Florida Panthers end of the ice. Not... Here, then a shot at towards the end of the game. Bobrovsky makes the save. Horn sounds, and the Stars are looking to make a playoff push. However, they are conservative sellers. As the Stars win 4-1. Now we'll look at the Philadelphia Flyers and Boston Bruins. They've been struggling lately. The Flyers and Bruins, I expected both of them to be towards the top of this division, but they're both fourth and fifth. First period, 
Game gets underway here. The Flyers rocking the reverse retros on this game here. And the Bruins look to get started as they won the opening faceoff. But the Boston Bruins would get on the board first as it's turned over behind the net and Patrice Bergeron wide open in the slot there. Not much you can do if you're the goaltender with a turnover like that. And Brian Elliott didn't really have a chance on that one. He comes out and plays it and his defender turns the puck over and then Marsh... Marshan passes it across to Bergeron. Smith. Marshan first is the turnover, then Smith gets it to Bergeron. Here. And then a little bit later, the Flyers would get something going in the offensive zone. A one timer. Then off the rebound, Travis Konechny ties the game for the Flyers. Hag and Hag and Sandheim, the assistant. Sandheim. This is Robert Hag. He has a point blast. And there's not much the goalie can do as Konechny pretty much had a wide open net with the goalie already on his knees after making the one save. That's just unfortunate rebound control there. Then on the power play, the Flyers look to get something going. And Shane Gostaspair scores on the power play. And yes, this was a good goal, good puck movement on the power play. They just score right when they get into the neutrals, into the offensive zone. That goes five hole on the Boston goaltender. As that gave Philadelphia their first lead of the game. As this is just a perfect pass. He comes right into the prime scoring area between those two face-off dots. Goes off the pad of the goaltender. And into the net. However, Boston would try to get something going on their power play. But Brian Elliott standing tall in net keeps his team up 2-1. to one. As the Bruins were doing good on that power play. Did not score. However, Jake DeBrusque would eventually tie the game after the power play ended. As this is all good puck movement. It looked like Smith centered it. After Coyle handed it off to Smith, and then DeBrusque buries it upstairs. Great puck movement. Not much you can do if you're Brian Elliott with great puck movement like that. You can't slide fast enough as it's centered. The shot goes wide. It's blocked, and then it's centered again. And I don't think Brian Elliott was ready for it as it was a nice no-look pass by Smith as... DeBrus goes upstairs and the game is tied. Then in the third period, Sean Couturier would get the lead here. Good puck movement. The puck comes in front and goaltender comes way out of his crease and the Flyers take the 3-2 lead. Here as this is all an unfortunate play here. The Flyers had good puck movement. They dump it in behind the net. And the puck comes in front. A fake shot puts the goalie out of position for Boston. And then Sean Couturier pretty much had a wide open net. And Pasternak tried to get over but could not block the shot in time. The Flyers tried to make it 4-2. But the Bruins goaltender said no chance. Good glove save there. 
That's a good shot there by Eric Gustafson. And a little bit later, Flyers again would have some good chances. As they get good puck movement, they get it out to the point. And it looked like a goal scored by Gustafs Bear again. But they're saying goaltender interference. It's close. From the way I see it, it looks like a good goal. As he's got his own player in front. That did not look like goalie interference. But the officials thought otherwise and it's called off. And with nine seconds left, puck is dropped in the Flyers zone. As the Bruins look to tie it with a little bit of time left, they're unable to get a shot off as the horn sounds and the Flyers win a game. And it gives them major ground in the playoff race as they're still outside looking in right behind Boston by a few points. Here we'll take a look at Detroit and Carolina. Carolina leading the Central Division right now. This was a high-scoring game. The Red Wings won it 5-4 as we'll take a look at the recap. As the first period gets underway here, Peter Mrazek coming back in. His, his goals against average is below 1, a .99 and a 9.62 save percentage. Hurricanes rock in the reverse retro. As the Hurricanes get good puck movement in the zone early as they jump on the board less than two minutes in here as Martin Natchez would bury his 11th of the year. What a goal and what a season Natchez has been having. No chance for Grice there as Trocek gets it right on the tape of Natchez after Hamilton forced the turnover and got it to him. And Martin Natchez gets it. And the Canes are on the board. However, it wouldn't take the Red Wings long to answer as Dylan Larkin's able to tip one in after a good backhand shot there. The rebound goes off of Larkin and into the net. He buries his eighth, and the Red Wings tie it. However, it wouldn't take long here. The Red Wings would continue the scoring. They get a shot on, and they score. And Anthony Mantha gets the Red Wings on the board as Biega gets his first assist of the year. 10-10, time of the goal, and that gave the Red Wings their first lead. However, the captain would answer for the Hurricanes as Jordan Stahl scores his 13th. This is a great shot. He goes top shelf after forcing the turnover. It's great to see the captain score. Martin Hook and Slavin with the assist. Then the Hurricanes would regain the lead as their great puck movement in the second period. Dougie Hamilton, good shot there. He gets tripped after the goal, but it doesn't matter. As he scores, he gives the Hurricanes the lead again on his sixth of the year. That was unassisted. Over wouldn't take long for the Red Wings to answer. Mrazek makes a few good saves. It slides through his pads, and Valeteri Filippa ties the game. This is all good puck movement. Here, and Morozik tries to sweep it away, but it goes through his legs and into the back of the net. Here we look. Third period now. Less than seven minutes to go. The Hurricanes are looking to get something going, but the Red Wings force a turnover, 
And a breakaway here for Adam Earn, and he scored. And that gave the Red Wings the lead again. As this game would eventually go into a shootout, as we said. And that was on the Red Wings' 24th shot here. Earn is able to block the shot, and then he takes it all the way up the ice and goes backhand upstairs on Morozik. However, it wouldn't take long for the Hurricanes to answer with less than six minutes to go. It's good puck movement, and Sebastian Ajo tips it on goal in front. With Nino Niederreiter as the screen, he did get an assist on it, as well as Natchez scoring. This is all good puck movement. Ajo shoots it. That looked like Niederreiter's goal. Detroit challenge for goalie interference. However, the goal did... Let's see here. Is this not the game-tying goal? So the goal must have been called off. It indeed was. The time was a little bit later, so Sebastian Ajo did not score that one. That was Niederreiter with the tip. But then Sebastian Ajo would eventually tie it. A great shot. He goes glove side on Thomas Grice. And that is the game-tying goal. They would force overtime... Let's see if anyone gets it done in overtime. Here, less than 10 seconds to go. And this will be going into a shootout here. Three seconds left. Red Wings seeing if they can end it. And no, they won't. And this will go into a shootout. Here, round one. The Hurricanes shoot first. Nino Niederreiter, the first shooter. And he comes in. A nice move. But Grice, with the pad save, says no. Then comes in the Red Wings shooter, and he scored. It was Earn who had a goal earlier, and that was the game-winning goal on the shootout. He scored a goal earlier in the game, and he scores the shootout winner for the Red Wings as they get the extra point in that one. Another game that ended today here. We go to United Center as it's the Blackhawks and Blue Jackets. A key divisional matchup. Blackhawks, Jackets, first period. And we'll see here. Columbus wants to get on the board early. They're struggling a little bit. So we'll see here what the Blue Jackets can do. And they get it in the Blackhawks zone. And Michael Delzato will open up the scoring. As this is a great shot from the point. is fourth of the year. We'll take a look at that goal again. There was no chance for Lankanen. The cannon goes off. This is a great wrist shot from the point. It goes off of Duncan Keith. Off of Lankinen's glove, and it's 1-0 Columbus. The Blue Jackets would continue firing on all cylinders early as Cam Atkinson would score his 14th and make it 2-0 Columbus. And Lankinen did not have a chance on this one either as this was turned over in front, and he's able to slide this one behind. As it comes off a neutral zone draw, it's dumped in, and Cam Atkinson... Here, Oliver Bjorkstrand looks like he forced the turnover behind the net. He gets it to Roslovic, who centers it right for 
Atkinson, he just tips that one in behind Lincoln. And however, it wouldn't take long. The Blackhawks on the power play look to get something going. And a beautiful one-timer there by Alex Dabrinkit. His 21st gets the Hawks on the board. And this is all great puck movement. They bring it into the zone. It goes cross-ice pass, and the shot there goes wide. Then Strom tries to get it in front, and Alex Dabrinkit with a rocket as Strom provided a fake pass as someone looked to get it to Strom, but they did not pass it to Strom. They passed it to Dabrinkit. However, then Wyatt Kaliuk looks like he scored his first in the NHL to make it 3-2 for Chicago. They get their first lead of the game. As they come back, 2-0. That was Carl Soderberg, excuse me, with his seventh of the year. That was good puck in front, and Soderberg is able to zip this one past Merz Lincoln's in front. He goes upstairs, and the Hawks have their first lead of the game as Elvis tried to go for the poke check. Second period, Hawks lead it 3-2. They've got a face-off in the offensive zone, and Wyatt... Kalyanuk scores his first in the NHL as he punches in a rebound as Elvis had no chance. And the Hawks now take a 3-2 lead. They get their first lead after trailing 2-zip. And it looks like it was an own goal. They're challenging whether that went in or not. Here. Let's see here the referee statement. And they say it is a good goal. So Kalyanuk with his first in the NHL. And then Dylan Strom. Great pass by Doc. And Strom makes it 4-2 on his eighth of the year in the second period. So Hawks were trailing 2-0 early in that first period. Then they'd storm back, tie it. In that first period, then they would score two more in the second period, taking a 4-2 lead. No chance for Merz Lincolns there, as that's a great pass. Kirby Dock in the slot could have shot it. He passes it to Strom. Then third period, Blue Jackets have possession in the zone. A good pass block, the shot there, and a glove save by Lankinen, keeping it a 4-2 lead for the Hawks. This is a great shot by Bjorkstrand in front. However, it wouldn't take long. With the extra attacker, it's Patrick Laine scoring the goal. This was a great setup by Max Domi. And Patrick Laine scores his 10th on the season. He's been struggling since being traded to Columbus. And he gets the Blue Jackets within one with less than a minute to go. This is great puck movement. Domi with a great pass across. Little time left. Seth Jones tries to drop the pass back. And the Hawks hold on to win it. 4-3 over the Blue Jackets. They trail 2-zip. Here we'll take a look at... Here, there's a lot of games. We could literally sit here and analyze all of them. We'll just give you a basis here about 
Winnipeg and Montreal. 5 nothing win for the Jets. Statsny opened the scoring, then Ehlers would make it 2 nothing. Then 3 nothing. Derek Forbert scored. And then in the third period, Andrew Kopp and Matthew Perot. There were no goals in that first period as the Jets remain in second in the north. We already talked about Ottawa and Toronto with the Matthews hat trick. Here we'll take a quick look at the Lightning and Predators as Ross Colton, Eric Chernak, and Yanni Gord scoring the goals for the Lightning all in three different periods. Here are the Minnesota Wild and St. Louis Blues. Nico Strum would open the scoring, and then Hoffman would tie it. Then Dumba regains the lead for the Wild, and Hoffman gets a second, tying the game in the third, and then Ryan O'Reilly in overtime gives the Wild the win and the extra point. Here, Flames, Oilers, a battle of Alberta. Here, Sean Monahan would open the scoring in the second period, assisted by Andrew Mangiapane. Then Johnny Goudreau would make it 2-0. Then Elias Lindholm make it 3-0. Then Mark Giordano, in, towards the end of the second period, would make it 4-0. Then in the third period, Brett Ritchie would make it 5-0. And that would be it for the Flames and Oilers as the Flames win and end their losing streak. And now we will look at the Kings and Sharks here. Jeff Carter would open up the scoring, one nothing Sharks. And then Dylan Gambrell in that first period would tie the game. Then in the second period, Andreas Athanasiu would regain the lead for the Kings. Then Ayafalo would make it three nothing. Then Dustin Brown would make it would make it there yeah, was two one then three one Ayafalo. Then Dustin Brown would make it four to one for the Kings. And then in the third period, Timo Meyer would score on the power play and it'd be four two as they lose to the Kings. That is it for this edition of Rippin' Wristers with Zach Meme Cloud. If you enjoyed it, be sure to download it and tell all your friends. Austin Matthews, he's a 30-goal scorer now.